Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 40 of the Back to Warcraft podcast. We are approaching the big 50 here together. And once again, I'm there to report the latest results, the latest developments, and maybe even future developments in the Warcraft scene for you guys. Uh, Carson was our guest last week. This time I'm alone again, but uh, you enjoyed his stay here with me. So hopefully we can bring him back a little bit more in the future. So what's our agenda for today? We got a lot of updates from the German ESL Meisterschaft. Then we had, of course, Walker 3 Esports going on with Show Cups and Doobie Pro Max Cup plus a couple of weeklies. We also had content from the OC Drummer, which I want to put a little spotlight on. And a couple of other uh, topics that will come up here. I had a discussion with Scars and I want to dissect and explain a little what we discussed there. But first of all, uh, especially for us Germans, the biggest news, ESL Meisterschaft, of course, continues in fall of 2022. We knew so much because the qualifiers were announced. Uh, we knew that a couple of players would be relegated. So the fall season was always certain after uh, the fall season of or the winter season of 2021. Some of you might be a little confused uh, because the big news was, of course, that ESL will not continue to support Warcraft in 2022 after uh, DreamHack. There was no more ESL Cups. But in the German Meisterschaft, which is a little separate from ESL International, um, we still are a game alongside CSGO, Dota 2 and Teamfight Tactics. And, of course, this uh, was all initiated at the launch of Reforged with... The French Championship, the Spanish Championship, the Oceania Championship as well. The German one is the last one surviving because uh, we did by far the best numbers of all these national competitions. And it's not even close. Like, we got at least 10 times the viewers of all the other na national championships. Because, of course, we're the biggest uh, pure Warcraft channel and Warcraft 3 Esports channel that there is on Twitch. So obviously that reach is helping also our socials, etc., etc. So last week we reported about the results of the finals, where it was all 3-0-3-0, uh, 3-0-3-0, 3-0 throughout the entire playoffs. So I love Meisterschaft. It's super cool <coughs> to have ESL support this. But it got a little stale. Gotta be honest, we always had 12 players fighting for 8,000 euros. Those 12 players were separate into two groups of six players. And there was always one big favorite in the group. There was mostly X-Lord and Todd. And then a couple of guys were fighting for the playoffs behind it. One player was oftentimes the weakest one and was very early to see that they would be relegated. And the system wasn't up to date anymore. We always wanted to change the system to a more motivating and a more exciting format. Basically, what everybody wanted was to bring back the old ESL Pro, to, uh, ESL Pro series system with one big group and prize money for every single best of three. And this is pretty much what is happening. ESL has announced on Tuesday, right before the first qualifier, that this is indeed what is happening. So we revamped the entire Meisterschaft. It is a huge, 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 huge update on the league. And it should 
make everything more exciting because uh, now we got a battle for first and second place for a better seed. The fight for the playoffs will most likely be a lot closer because now there's not uh, three players per group fighting for the playoffs, but probably six players fighting for four spots. And then, of course, the higher seed you are, the better it is for the playoffs. And also, uh, relegation is a little more exciting. And everybody, even if you start with a 0-5, for example, you still have motivation to score uh, a W. Because then you get prize money, right? So, prize money in total will be increased from, as I said, at the moment, 8,000 euros to over 10k is what they said. So, that's that's pretty damn cool keeps the motivation up. I don't know how much it really is and what exactly the changes are. I think they will follow uh, with another update on some specifics. But yeah, those are all great, 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 great news. One big group. Um, everybody will face each other once and not twice. So uh, the least we can have is just not have repeating results. So for the group stage, this is so much more exciting. Group stage was also 10 weeks, a little excessive maybe, and then very short playoffs always. So yeah, they made really, really good changes. Uh, we wanted them for a long time. They were hesitant to change. Basically, what they released now, we wanted since season, uh, the end of season one. Because we saw the writing on the wall, uh, that this would oftentimes be the case, that it's a stale group stage. And now they finally did it because we got a new project manager who is apparently amazing. Two other changes that are really important. And one is also in the group stage. That is, uh, until this season, or including this season, Every victory in a best of three gave you three points. And if you lost, you got nothing. It doesn't matter if you lost one to two or zero to two. So you got nothing but a better map score at the end. So and that's another change. And the change is that we apply everything that we use in Clan Wars for the point system. That means if you win 2-0, you still get three points, just as it was uh, the past two years. If you win 2-1, you only get 2 points, but if you lose 1 and 2, you now get 1 point. So everything should be closer together, because the winners of a 2-1 don't get 3 points anymore. Um, just logic, right? And it's already a little bit of an accomplishment to get a 1 point, and hopefully we don't have to do too much math anymore. I know that at the end of last season, like second last play day or something, uh, there were 255 different or 256 different outcomes for the league. And we all, like we had to be ready for every single result. And that is just no fun. It's really complicated for the viewers. So I hope we don't have to do as much number crunching. And of course it rewards players who give us a closer series as well. So for example, uh, Kevin... Shavim would have been second in his group because he got so many 1-2 results. Same for, uh, not the same for France, but he would have closed out the playoffs a lot earlier with the new system. So that's really, really good uh, for the players and I think for the general excitement of the league. For the viewers, you will probably be delighted to hear that we have player cams. 
every participant must have player camps, otherwise uh, there will be punishments. And not only that, I know you love that at DreamHack and it gives a whole new flavor because you see more personality of the players. But also to add to that, we have pre-match states. There was a huge tradition in the German league back in the 2010s where every player had to do a pre-match statement in written form prior to each play day. So now, as we all have mobile phones and, you know, technology advanced a little bit, there is video statements now. And I can totally see that some players won't take this too seriously. They will just uh, record one minute and say, oh, I didn't prepare too much, uh, my opponent will win, uh, bye. Just to not get punished. But I can also see a couple of players here in this league to be really creative with that. That is, for example, Kevin, uh, who could do something. Todd, if he's in a good mood, is definitely up for shenanigans. Back in the old days, we had a couple of players wrapping their statements. We had a couple of, or we had one player um, having his grandma read the statement for him on video, which was super cool. So yeah, I can definitely see entertainment value from the statement duty and it is about time that this is coming. I don't really know what took them so long and in, in some cases I do know. But apparently everything is changeable now and it's it's just amazing. Um, it's just amazing that we update this league, we make it better across the board, there's no negative point in these changes and that's all due to the new project manager Moose who approached the players, the casters and even the community. He dove deep into the Creepjack community and they were also the first to know about these changes I think for the public. So that was real cool, a lot closer to the community as it should be and I really hope that we'll have some changes also for the playoffs because that was not announced. How will the playoffs be held? Will it be offline this time? Um, will it still be single elimination? Will we do some sort of double elimination? Which I would really love because the closest games that we have gotten probably in the last Meisterschaft were between the players 5-6. to six. Uh, that would have been Ente and Kevin. These matches are always amazing. And also three to four. But nobody likes a game for third, right? So I would have loved to see Francis and Todd or even Francis and Van or all of these four. Ente, Todd, Van, Francis, put an Edo in there. A Scars could make a big splash. So I would love to see double elimination and that would probably get rid also of uh, the boring 3-0 results. The games weren't boring, but... The results were, and we don't want that. We want long final streams. We want the finals to be a celebration and not just uh, Xlot collecting the cup and then everybody leaves, right? So that's going to be cool. I'm very excited for this. The qualifiers are already on their way. This Saturday is the next episode of the qualifier. I will try my luck again, hopefully remote too. Um, so this Saturday at 19.30 CE. ST. Last time Leon qualified, and I think for the relegation, not for the entire league, um, the qualified players from the open qualifiers will meet with the relegated players of last season, namely 84, Shockey, and Tom. And yeah, I would I would love 84 back. Um, I would love to see a motivated Tom. Trunks unfortunately won't continue, but Leon, Leon could make it to playoffs immediately. 
And then we have a stack group with so many good players in there that it's going to be really, really exciting. Everybody has to play for every single map because a map gives a point, right? So this competition can be quite spicy, can be quite cool. If players put a little effort into it, of course, with the pre-match statements and also carry that through the entire uh, league because 10 weeks, I think it's a little shorter than 10 weeks actually this time. Um, 10 weeks is a long time. And we have to build up to these finals. And if players add a little salt themselves, then boom, we don't have to do that. And that would be great. So shout out to ESL Meisterschaft for continuing su to support Warcraft 3 and making the much needed changes to keep this fresh. I was talking about Scars already. He had not the greatest start into the league, but the longer the league went, the better it got and the better his results got as well. So he's definitely a playoff contender for me if he stays motivated. And I had a little discussion with him uh, earlier this week about tournaments in Europe or in the European scene, the Western scene, so to speak. And he made a point that we need to create something to keep higher level players that are below the happy and foggy level motivated. And we definitely talked about uh, the agency who is basically region locking their tournaments, uh, except the casual invite of, let's say, a happy or a foggy. We in the Western scene don't really do that. We have open tournaments. Our weekly cups are open, of course, because War 3 Champions is a global ladder. The uh, season end tournament is also a global tournament and then we had a good discussion and at the end of the day it turns out that we are all on very similar sides of the story because I, initially I don't really like region locking tournaments because I'm very very thankful to what the Asian scene has been doing for the Western scene when we were at our very very bottom at the end of 2013. They picked this up, they gave us the spots for WEC, for WCA, which then led to Jera Cups and with the help of W3 Arena led to the revive of the European scene with of course the legendary run of yours at WCA which then spiked interest that led into Reforged and leads us to the situation where we are in now. So they invited not only the players, but also us. Uh, that gave us a lot of connections into the Chinese scene. This allows us to, to this day, cast the Chinese tournaments, which is not a given. I'm very, very thankful for that, that they always take care of us, uh, send us WeChat messages, say, hey, we got this and this going on, you want to cast? I say, hell yeah, for... Uh, on the opposite side, we invite them to War 3 Champions Finals, etc. So, between the tournament organizers in general, or the, the, the big streamers, uh, which is namely us, uh, TED, Infi, TH, and Fly, it is a super cool collaboration. And I can't say anything bad about them uh, regarding the work with us. So... Creating a tournament and then excluding people is something I would really not like. And that's what I thought initially. But maybe it's just best to have a good variety, as it oftentimes is, right? So 
we have the global tournament, which is the War 3 Champions tournament. Then we have separate tournaments in Asia. And what? Like, if there is a resurgence of tournaments here, let's say somebody approaches me, says, hey, here's $2,000. This shall be your prize pool. Do with it whatever you want. Of course, there's ups and downs for every decision you make in that regard. Um, when it comes to, like, what's the goal of this tournament then? And of course, here at Back to Warcraft, we're always thinking about longevity of the scene, about supporting the scene, about grassroots, and growing these grassroots, right? So it becomes a meadow in the end. So I think... We don't have to support the Asian scene. They're fine. They got their donators. They got their organizers. Everything's fine. But here in the Western scene, there's definitely a lack of a DreamHack replacement, which was the number one thing for two years. And of course, there was a big one with $10,000 prize money, uh, three casters, etc., etc., this will not happen because nobody can can afford that to this level with uh, paid full staff admins who take their day off just for this tournament with three casters every time that needs to be paid with editors, social media people, etc, etc. Um, the DreamX scale is just simply too expensive because prize money is one thing, paying talent, broadcasting talent, admin uh, staff, etc, etc. It's way more expensive than just the price money. So we once again have to go for a DIY solution. And that then might work. And then we have a Western tournament again. And then the next question is, should we still combine the CIS region and uh, the EU region, I want to say, like Central and Western Europe? Because the CIS region also has their separate tournaments now. It was uh, the well-played CIS Cup. And I think if we aim for creating two separate tournaments, that might be the best. And then have their champions there clashing. Because, let's be honest... There is, whenever there's a tournament, and it doesn't really matter what you do and what scale it is, there's two arguments. It's either, oh, Happy is playing, Happy is definitely going to win. Or it's, oh, Happy isn't playing, then it's not top level. And then I won't watch it. People can say so many times that the Foggy versus Happy final is boring, but... It's still the most watched match each week on streams, uh, on YouTube. A couple of show matches are a little higher. But if you put Happy versus Foggy on YouTube, I can guarantee you that it will make five to ten times the clicks of a match without Happy and Foggy. And that's just a fact. So it's not that people don't care about that anymore or got tired of that match anymore. But yeah, we've seen that a lot. And I think more diversity is important because what we see currently in especially uh, the Chinese Show Cup series is not really sustainable in the long run and it's not really 
helping the longevity. It's just show match after show match without growing no new talent or supporting middle class players like a uh, Shao Kai, for example, like that Shao Kai level, right? So I think it's absolutely necessary to have national competitions like the Meisterschaft. I think it is also very important to have regional uh, tournaments like a Western slash EU tournament plus a CIS tournament and also competition in Asia. And then, ideally, you have them all clash in one global tournament, which is, of course, very, very important, but uh, uh, very expensive, but could also be very important and very cool. So we have something next to uh, the, what's it, tri-monthly War 3 Champions Finals. And I was I was convinced that... Okay, yeah, let, let me rephrase that. I always thought that it's a cool system and that could work, but I was always, in my mind, thinking... That requires too much prize money, uh, too much overhead in other parts of this. We can't do it and it won't be sustainable because for us in the end, if we run this, at least we don't have to lose money somehow. Then, of course, we can start the entire conversation about we need sponsors, but that discussion has been held a million, million times, so I won't open up that one. So another way to keep this sustainable is do it DIY with helping hands. And the more helping hands sign up and help us with admin staff, uh, orga, graphics, etc., the better it is. So it's up to the community to bring the work in if they have the time and passion to do it. And if the community doesn't do it, then it's... Uh, of course, we're also to blame for not finding a way to do it, but that is that it is what it is, right? Also, uh, prize money will not near or would not nearly be as high as a dream hack. Maybe you have to divide it by four or by five, because in the end of the day, we can't do anything if it costs us money only. Uh, we're not born with a golden spoon in our mouth, right? Uh, we have to pay our rent and electricity bills and internet bills as well. It's not getting cheaper, everybody. It's not getting cheaper. But I think in general, this is something we should aim for. Mm, we do have very, very cool grassroots initiatives with Jim Newby League and Fountain of Mana League. And then the next higher up thing could be a regional tournament because I think a regional tournament uh, with the European scene could be pretty, pretty cool. It's just they don't have any uh, tournaments to participate at the moment except like weekly cups where, of course, Happy is there and then they know they won't win anything. So by having a EU tournament only, this would get rid of the Happy is winning everything debate. This would also motivate the players because then Happy can't win it, obviously. He can win the big one uh, if we do a CIS versus EU or uh, Asia versus EU combined tournament. But that would be the second stage and it's already uh, worth playing through like four weeks of a tournament. Yeah. That could work. That could work. 
in theory. I think it's a very, very cool system. It's a very, very cool idea. It's something that would definitely revitalize the scene and would uh, keep players motivated like a Scars, like a Leon, um, like a Starbuck. You know, these, these kind of guys. Maybe bring a star shape back or, you know, people like that. Keep a hippo motivated who's really, really good or who got really, really good. Maybe we see a van more often in such competitions. Problem is, I know how much work that is. And with the current staff we got in the Warcraft scene, impossible. Or at least the staff that I know that I have access to. Um... I still have this mindset. I think I talked about this before. Like, I know who's doing a lot already and I don't want to bother these people even more because they are so burned out already. Um, because they were doing so much at the same time. And then... Who else? Definitely uh, new people are needed again in the scene. So, just as a little example, I know that W3IL is definitely short of admins and orgas. And if that won't change, then W3IL will probably not return. Our weekly cup is short of staff. Maybe it's just a current temporary thing. Maybe not. I had to admin the last one uh, next to casting, which was not that cool, to be honest. So, we might need a helping hand there, too. Um, and yeah, if we want to do even more tournaments with high prestige, where we have to assure that everything will be fine, then we can either do it ourselves on top of War 3 Champions Finals and on top of all the streaming uh, we already do and behind the scenes work. Or someone else steps up. And I'm honest with you guys, we can't do more. That is impossible. So if we want... A project like this, like a, it's basically the equivalent of a Champions League, pretty much. Then we need people who run this and help us there. That ideally did it before, but don't really have to. It's not rocket science, everybody. And the second thing is, a lot of people on a lot of players are not easy to work with. Either they're not responsive or. You can't really rely on them, or scheduling is super hard. Ah. And I definitely have this issue in the American and European scene. I don't really have it too much with people like Foggy and Happy, because they are, of course, pro streamers, makes things easier. Uh, they're always super reliable. I don't have this issue with the Asians. It's very, very easy to schedule with them. Um, they either say immediately no or yes, and if they say yes, they're there. Except the uh, Chemico accident with the War 3 Champions Finals last time, which was very unfortunate, but a very, very rare occasion as well. But yeah, in, in Europe and also especially Americas, I won't touch Americas myself. Uh, I love casting that, and I love the South American scene especially, but no, I would definitely go mad if I organize something for North America. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, but if someone else does it, I'm glad to support any way I can. But that's just, unfortunately, how many players are. And I... 
I got real frustrated with that and it needed scars to wake me up uh, and uh, bitch slap me basically verbally. That it's kind of necessary that we do this and uh, that it's not that as as bad as I think. And maybe it's true. Maybe I'm just a negative Nancy. Maybe it's so stuck in my head that a lot of players are causing trouble. And in reality, this is just how I remember it because I don't remember all the times that things went well. And that could very, very be uh, the case when it's... What's it called? Remembrance bias or something? Yeah, so maybe we have to just uh, try it out and see and maybe players see that this is uh, one of the last chances maybe and behave and put effort into it or not. Is it worth a try? Is that a cool format? Is that something you would watch? Because... For example, the Fountain of Mana games between Foggy and Starbuck wasn't clicked too well. I just uh, do YouTube numbers here because that's the better comparison. It's like 2,300 viewers, but the grand final of Happy vs. Starbuck from one of our weekly cubs did 10k viewers. So, I don't... It's, it's so hard to compare. Uh, are... Basically, the question is, are Western EU players enough of a draw to invest the time and money into such a tournament that it's somewhat sustainable? And by, mean, by that, I mean not really generating a lot of profit, but to end up at a zero, to not make a loss. My argument is that it's only possible with sponsors, but... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you are super interested in that. I don't really know. I just had this discussion today. Still have to make up my mind. I think it would be very good for the scene. That's undeniable. Would it be good for the scene? 100%. But is it worth... Is it worth it? Because with the same money... Uh... We could also do an international tournament. And then we have bigger names. And then we get a Lawlight, we get a Chemico, we get a Focus. That's automatically more viewers. So is our scene small enough already that we only have to do this um, region unlocked tournaments? Or is the player pool still big enough and also the support big enough? that we can do region tournaments on top of the Global War 3 Champions Finals. <sighs> I guess we won't find out until we try. But yeah, it was an interesting thought after many, many years of being anti-region lock. That kind of changed and now, as long as we don't region lock everything, I'm very up for... region lock tournaments again. I see the player's point of view. I also have my doubts that we can fund it and run it with the current manpower and that people will jump on it 
as much as the players think they are. I think in general, oftentimes players... Ah, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Some players are definitely underestimating the value, uh, but also a lot of players are overestimating the value of themselves. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, it's an interesting thought that I planted in my head. If that's the thing we absolutely need. We'll see. Um, but yeah, definitely lack of staff is an issue. Uh, everywhere you look. GNL co it starts with like GNL coaches. Goes on to orgas. Goes on to uh, editors for War3 Info. Goes on to people who update Wikipedia. Everywhere shortage of staff and the heavy, heavy workload of the Warcraft scene is divided onto very few shoulders. That has always been an issue. And the problem is nobody is really stepping up. A lot of people are taking the status quo for granted. And from the outside perspective, I definitely see that. But for example, every single result you see on Liquipedia is entered manually. Every single tournament is entered manually. Every single number is entered manually. And that's people doing this. And it's very, very few people doing this. Now, that's an easy way to contribute. Just reach out if you want to help. Because especially in summer, when people go to the beach or the public pool or on vacation, uh, we're already spread super thin. And I know uh, some some people reached out already uh, to help, but I'm very very cautious of reaching out myself to people. So yeah, if if you want to somehow get involved, uh, hit me up with what you want to do and where and how, and then we'll see where this goes. Maybe we can re revitalize this a little bit. Speaking of revitalization, OC Drummer has released something on his YouTube for the first time in quite a while. I think <clears throat> this was partly fueled by me, uh, which is really cool. I did not really expect this uh, because I talked two weeks ago, I think, about the uh, rumor and the fear of the modding community that Reforged graphics will be deleted and replaced by something like SD+. And OC Drummer did some digging and found something cool, and we will talk about that now. So, if you remember this, I talked about the possibility of SD Plus graphics, which is basically the current classic graphics just updated. Um, the same style, the same design we know and love for almost 20 years, but with more pixels, basically. And some of you might remember that there was a thing in StarCraft 2 where they import, uh, where they uh, released some Warcraft 3 assets for StarCraft 2. So the Hive Workshop, um, this is all according to AC Drummer, uh, OC Drummer, AC Drummer, OC Drummer, um, who uh, publicized this, people found out a way to import the SC2 models that, uh, that, that we have into the Warcraft 3 editor. So basically, we do have these updated SD graphics available. And in this video, he showed how it would look like to use, um, for example, the Reforged Terrain, which is, of course, updated, 
alongside the SD Plus models. And you know what? It's not looking half bad. Especially with some help of a quenching mod, probably. Is that something for the future? A lot of people say graphic is not important. I don't think so. Because just my own perspective, I felt the urge to play a little Red Alert 2 again. Because we talked about it somewhere. And then I was looking for a mod to, because it's not remastered yet, I was looking for a mod who might update the graphics and it's not available. And then I didn't really play it. Because I thought, okay, that's a little little too old there. And Walker 3 graphics are probably a little bit better than Red Alert, uh, Red Alert 2. And we are all so used to it. But still, I think for a lot of outsiders, that's exactly what they wanted from Reforged. And that is something that comes up in every single discussion about Reforged. So I think it would be worth the effort. If we had access to every hero and unit in the game via the SC2 models, which is unfortunately not the case. So this is a little limited uh, at the moment. Um, If everything would be available, it would be super cool. We could probably do it tomorrow. But since a couple of units are missing, that would be very, very weird. Um, is someone talented and dedicated enough to update every single Warcraft 3 unit and hero and summon and creep and critter? I don't think so. If there's no possibility to do this with an AI and upscale everything, I don't think so. But it gave us a good case that a that SD Plus is probably the way we all wanted it. And that's the way that it would be the best. It's an 18-minute video. It's super cool to see someone do content. So I really want to give a shout-out to OC Drummer. You can find him on YouTube, The OC Drummer. Uh, the video is called WC3 Can SD Plus and Reforged Graphics Coexist? And he's basically giving an entire overrun of the history of these assets and a very, very good comparison to all the different possibilities. So yeah, I think that would be super cool. It might be a little odd at first. I'm not too sure if, for example, all the timings are the same for the updated StarCraft SD Plus models. So the attack point must be the same. Otherwise, it's all screwed and it doesn't really work. But yeah, um, this would probably also require all the spells to be updated. Otherwise, it looks odd again because nobody wants the Reforge spells. Some way too heavy, like, uh, what was it? I don't even remember. Uh, some barely visible, like a coil, for example. So, no, 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 we can't rely on Reforged uh, spells or animations it has to be sd plus animations as well and then the workload gets really crazy so it's a cool experiment though and i recommend everybody to check it out and i recommend everybody to do content like this because that was nice um 
bringing Hive and the Melee community a little closer together again after we did that already with the map-making community. Yeah, that's that's kind of the question. So, that leads us to War 3 Esports, I think. What did we see? We had the, our weekly cup already, again, number 17, and it was won by Happy. Surprise! Uh, but it was a cool cup, because for the first time, Foggy wasn't the number two seed. Foggy was the number three seed because Chemico participated. Uh, Foggy still make, made it to the final. This time he took a map. He's still stubbornly playing the keeper style. Keeper opener into expansion and then either mass air with an alchemist or the dryad play with demon hunter. He took a map with demon hunter second. Uh, that was very, very cool to see. In general, super high level of play with the occasional mistake by Foggy, that Happy then just punishes, and then Happy wins the cup. I'm really hoping for the moment where Foggy will try something else, at least. Uh, but the Weekly Cup was super cool. I had tons of fun with the game of Kevin versus Armin VB, who played random, and ended up on human. That was a cool, cool, cool play. Then also, uh, Kevin was meeting Chemico. It's such a nice region clash that we don't really see. And we also got Nama back, an orc from Finland, who uh, is an old school player. Nice to see him signing up after the return of Anima already. Now also Nama back. They actually met, which was quite funny, in the cup. Also Leon participating, which I really, really loved. He was then defeated by Happy. Uh, but defeated Pato, which was also a cool game. Pato tried a Beastmaster, uh, but wasn't too successful against Leon. And Leon is uh, the player to look out for at the moment, I think. So shout out, Leon. Good luck in relegation. Next Weekly Cup, of course, today, when this comes out, on May 20. We also had Show Cups. And I... Where do you want to go? Okay, let's let's start because we just talked about Happy and Foggy. Uh, let's start with Show Cup 19, which was the one on Sunday. Happy versus Lawlight. Lawlight played a lot of Warden and especially Map 1, which is always Twisted Meadows in the Show Cups. I can't put it any different but saying Lawlight destroyed Happy. On Twisted, there was no chance for Happy at any stage of this game. In my opinion. Happy still took the series 4 and 2. But Warden felt really powerful. Also on Echo Isles. Uh, where it's always a little bit of a gamble. If you end up on the left hand side. Then you can play Warden. Where we had insane plays of like 9 Chimeras at the same time. It was nuts this series. Definitely check it out. Unfortunately... Lola not able to close it out and Happy wins three maps in a row, uh, especially on Last Refuge. That was a disaster and didn't really work. And then he tried to play a Warden on Concealed, which is super hard to pull off and didn't work. So, but shout out for Lola, uh, to, to Lawlight. Winning two of these maps was super successful and not a single Keeper opening. So a very, very different philosophy than what Foggy plays, and I really hope that Foggy takes inspiration from this. Foggy can play an amazing warden. We saw it when he was playing against human. 
Foggy seems a little too stubborn on this keeper play. And this was game tape. Study it. Try to put it, uh, mix it in. I think the Law Light way is on paper and on the maps a lot more promising than the Keeper Expo play. So I would love to see that. So in these two matches, Happy Foggy and Happy Law Light, Happy lost already three maps for a weekend. That's pretty crazy. And then on Saturday, he was playing against Fly. We start the stream and everybody said, oh, it's going to be another 6-0, maybe a 5-1, uh, just as it was against Infi. And not even Lin can beat Happy, so why would Fly? Fly played out of his mind great. He was so prepared for every map. He had a different strategy on every map. He took the first two maps on Twisted and Concealed. And on top of that, he was playing Blade Master in four out of six maps. That was just amazing to see how effective a Blade Master can be, of course, with the right items as, as always, but also with great timings. Took Happy uh, some time to catch up and then Fly unfortunately made a couple of wrong decisions, maybe one or two, and Happy was there. But Undead has established this new way of opening ghouls and nobody really knew how to deal with it. Fly shows that it's possible. Took three maps, it was then a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, that meant that Happy stayed the king because of course you have to defeat Happy to become the king of Shokap. But yeah. That's it. Fly also defeated Happy's Lich first expansion on Echo Isles. Nobody else was able to do that until now, I think. And it came all down to Turtle Rock, where Happy had lost before a couple of series against Infi, and I think also against Lin, and also against Soen. Uh, Turtle Rock was kind of his kryptonite, but then Fly made the one mistake, lost his Blade Master, and the series was at 33. Uh, but Fly definitely had the chance to beat Happy here. I recommend everyone to watch it. It was one of the best series of the entire year. That was cool. And from Show Cup, we had even more amazing Warcraft, and that's due to Doobie Pro Max Cup. $10,000 on the line in this tournament. Eight players, round robin system, 1 to 0, Lin, Happy, Focus, Lawlight, Suck, Chemico, and Moon. The first four playdays are in, a, in the books at the time of recording. Currently, 1-0 to zero is leading 3-0. and oh. uh, Lin and Happy didn't drop a series. Happy has only played one series, but there was a 4-0 against Chimiko. Noticeable here, 1-0 to zero seems to be in very good shape. 4-0 versus Moon. 4-1 versus Sock. 4-1 versus Lawlight as well. Moon is not in the greatest shape. Moon is kind of in a slump. It took him forever to defeat Shao Kai as well, even though it was a 3-1, and one, where I won Mappy played a Warden, so maybe it was a little cheesy, but anyway. In the game against uh, Law Light, which was a super fun Night of Mirror series, it had its length, but it was also kind of funny at times, so you got to pick your moments there. And then he was defeated 0-4 by 1-0, where uh, mistakes were made. Mistakes by Moon were made. Remo was casting... Most of these, and so far it seems relatively one-sided. There was one four to two. That was the closest result so far. A lot of four and ones and four and zeros in these best of sevens. But yeah, we're only four play days in 
out of 14, so not even one-third done. Focus had a cool comeback against Sock, where he was down 0-2 and then took four in a row. It felt like Sock was a little stubborn there as well. It feels like everybody can still improve his game. We still have to witness 1-2-0 versus Lin, which is actually uh, today at the release. And the Lion, so tomorrow is going to be absolutely insane. And I will probably cast it with Remo uh, to have a dual cast for that. Then on Saturday, Moon versus Happy and Law Light versus Sock. Sunday has Focus versus Chemico and Happy versus Sock. So good content, eh? Two best of sevens every single day for the next 10 days. That's just a dream. So shout out to InfiTH and Fly who are organizing this. And this will go on, of course. So tomorrow or today at the time of release, big day at Doobie Cup and also back to Warcraft Weekly Cup. Uh, this weekend has also... This weekend has also the Germany versus Poland W3NL semifinal. I hope we'll cover this. We'll see how it goes. So that was a little Warcraft update from... Um, this week but we of course have your questions if you're a patreon you get access to the patreon posts and you get access to the patreon channels on our discord or the supporters discord and we have a couple of questions first one by nulls how is the work with the new esl admins i saw his post in the creepjack discord hashtag keepwalker3 alive or something like that can we have hope for more meisterschaften um as I said before, when we talked about Meisterschaft, Moose is really, really cool to work with uh, and comes up with ideas himself, wants to revolutionize things, uh, saw the flaws immediately, knew how to change it, and did change it in no time. He's spring cleaning this entire tournament. It's pretty insane. So, yeah, I can only say the best for now. Uh, he's a project manager, not an admin, so that's kind of different. Uh, but I can only say the best about Moose and especially joining the Discord feels like, uh, as I said, he he got Walker 3 near and dear to his heart. I worked with him 12 years ago at Readmore, at Fraxter, at ESL Radio. Uh, so we know each other, kind of, as much as we, as you can know someone you didn't see for 12 years, right? But, yeah. Amazing. The moment I saw his name, I knew that it would be good. And if they change the playoff format now, man, that is a dream league for Germany and Austria. So I can only say the best. So from that, very positive note to a rather negative approach by Don Dolare. But I don't blame you. These questions have to be asked uh, as well. How has the viewing figures changed post-pandemic? Any trends in any direction? If it has changed or not, what do you think is the reason? Interesting that you name it post-pandemic. For me, it was always post-Dreamhack. I never even thought about the fact that it's post-pandemic. Good point. Um, everything is cut in half. That's the... Sad uh, truth. It's getting better again, but the first four months of this year, basically everything cut in at least half. Viewer numbers, sub numbers, um, participation numbers, 
everything. That's quite hard. I think I uh, talked about this in one of the other podcasts, but it was not really demotivating, but it put a lot of pressure on me trying to turn the ship around, to use an old meme. Because I thought, okay, we have to replace this and this and this and this and this is going to be so much work. And then I kind of crumbled under the thought of that. Uh, but yeah, basically 50%. Uh, but it's getting better. It's getting a lot better, actually. We have had a lot of streams recently with more than 3,000 viewers. It's not cracking the 6k anymore, which is kind of reserved for War 3 Champions Finals anyway. But it's recovering, which is good. I don't really know what the reason is for that. Maybe people were just a little fatigued after DreamHack and a little disappointed of happy winning a tournament without dropping a map, which was insane. And yeah. That is a big reason, I think. Also, not having this big LAN final at the end of the year. There's no real narrative at the moment. It's just a lot of show matches and weekly cups. It's, there is competition, uh, but there's no real narrative. And I think also, it's there's no real fan culture. Except maybe for a Kevin in the German scene. Or, uh, of course, people want to see Foggy beat Happy. But it's not like people are Foggy fans. They're just fans of uh, the underdog beating the favorite. But if I put out a Foggy shirt tomorrow, I don't think too many people would buy it. But maybe I'm wrong on that as well. But yeah, lack of narrative um, is definitely a reason. And things got pretty stale also with maps. The map thing has changed. A new patch would definitely help as always. Lately, partly as a consequence of host bots becoming viable, fewer and fewer tournaments are region locked. Oh, wow, we discussed this. Do you consider this as a net positive, neutral, or net negative? Um, in, I think I explained this a lot. If not, let me sum this up. I think we need all of it. I think, first of all, it is a net positive, because otherwise this game would be 100% dead. Um, not necessarily because the tournaments are more open, but because the ladder is more open, that's better. And to have that promo tool of War 3 Champions to promote War 3 Champions as a platform. Uh, but I think at the moment, it's especially from a Western slash America's perspective, very, very hard to... Uh, to get motivated to play because there's just not much happening where they can win anything. So that's, of course, a negative alongside the uh, oftentimes region-locked Asian tournaments. If everything would be open, uh, there would be a different story. I think we need everything. I think we need region-locked tournaments. We need open tournaments and something with a narrative. Third question by Don Dolare. This might only be me, but I have somewhat lost interest in the pro tournaments lately, mainly because of the extreme predictability of the results. Is this reflecting in viewer figures, or is this just me? Um, I don't think it's just you. I think that is definitely a problem. And that is, of course, mostly due to Happy, 
But on the other side, people are still following quite a bit. And if they see that there's an upset coming, people tune in in masses for Warcraft standards, masses. You you understand me, I think. Mm. For example, I couldn't predict the Focus versus Sock. That was really exciting. Before the match started, I couldn't really predict the Moon versus 120, but then relatively quickly I saw uh, where this is going. I couldn't really predict the 120 versus Lawlight. I think it's more of a happy problem. Um, also, uh, 120 versus Lin is very unpredictable. I think in the Americas it's very predictable though. And in Europe, we have this happy and foggy. I think if you exclude happy, only happy, then you have Foggy winning everything. Um, not as dominant, though. He might drop maps. But yeah, it's it's not just you. I um, don't really have a solution how to fix this. Because happy is just freaking outstanding. And is now also participating in the Asian tournaments, where he's also outstanding despite playing on netties. Which is another problem, because then not only the European tournaments are predictable, but also the Asian tournaments are predictable. So, uh, yeah, this is a good argument for region locking. <laughs> now that you put it that way. And have uh, global or open tournaments less often. Yeah, so it's not only you. Um, I definitely see the problems, and we have to tackle that somehow. Or wait till Happy retires. Which will probably not happen as long as there are show matches. So this is a damn negative ending of a podcast. Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to the games this weekend. I hope you sign up for Meisterschaft. Um, Nils was asking for the possibility of more Meisterschafts. And I, to be honest, I'm not very positive. Um, for example, they introduced Team Fight Tactics in spring. And every qualifier, they have like 250 signups. Warcraft has 60, 50, something like that. People have to participate more and like content more on Twitter, for example. Um, and watch more to support this. Especially when stuff is coming from ESL where people are looking at the numbers really, really directly. But okay. I hope you're all excited for the weekend and beyond because you know doobie pro max cup is happening every day and there's stuff brewing i can't tell you anything yet but something's cooking and it's gonna taste real good so maybe to give you that at the end to make you a little more hopeful uh thank you everybody for supporting us the way you do by watching uh by cheering for us by uh motivating us by supporting us financially especially of course our patreons you guys are pretty much the backbone alongside the uh, subs we got but yeah you guys are contributing like crazy and therefore we thank you a ton especially of course knubberquakes who is the big supporter uh also uh, Toxie, thank you very much for what you do. Thank you, Dondo. Thank you, Grinchy. Thank you, Jagets. Thank you, Scription. Um, Sercato, as well as Teggy and Dunkirk. Also, Armin, Burning Blades, KMS, Kuba, Niels. You guys are all amazing. So, thank you. Hope you still enjoy the Patreon content. Uh, fun game evening coming up soon. 
But of course, you can find all the ways to support us at backtowarcraft.com slash support. There is the link to the Twitch subs. There is the link to one-time donation to the Patreon, of course, as well. Uh, crypto is basically getting the value cut in half. So get rid of it. Send it to us. And you do something good. We also have merchandise. If you need t-shirts for the summer or mugs for your iced coffee. Got that ready. And of course, we got our beautiful sponsors, Corsair and Holy Energy. If you're in need for new gear for uh, the gaming summer, Corsair hooks you up with mouse, keyboards, everything you can imagine. Mouse mats, headsets, and they are really, really good and really, really comfortable. And delivery is damn fast. Use the coupon code back to Warcraft. They have great longevity. They are the eSport manufacturer of the year. Try a K70. Carson loves the K70 and so will you. I especially love their Elgato gear because that is the gear for streamers. If you are looking for a new camera, new lights, a green screen, a stream deck to switch scenes and have some extra functions to control your OBS, that is the gear for you. Coupon code back to Warcraft on everything that Corsair and Elgato are offering and uh, read up on them, man. They are pretty damn cool and they're coming up with new products pretty much monthly, bi-weekly. I'm not too sure. If you're looking for a budget headset, for example, the HS80 is the one for you. I heard from a lot of people already uh, that it's a great bang for the buck. It is $99, then you put a coupon code on top of it, then it's $90, and then it's basically on your head already. We are also supported by Holy Energy, and especially in summer, coffee sometimes doesn't really uh, do it because it's too hot and a little too heavy. Try Holy Energy. If you don't want to go for the market standards, of course, because you think there's a lot or too much sugar in, for example, Holy Energy is your alternative for it. They just released the Holy Energy Blueberry Cocoa. And you should try it. It's one of my favorites, actually. Also here, coupon code back to Warcraft. If you're not sure uh, what your favorite taste is going to be, there's a trial pack that you can also win by participating and watching our weekly cups. Startup from Berlin. Uh, long time focus, not this uh, sugar spike that you know from other energy drinks. No sugar in and really cool guys to work with. They are supporting not only us, but also slash the German streamer. And I can only recommend them. And there's a Discord channel in our Discord, on our Discord. There's a Discord category uh, where you can ask the other people who already ordered um, if it's real good, if they liked it, what the favorite flavor is and you can also order internationally of course go check him out thank you everybody for listening this was the solo edition of the back to warcraft podcast next week hopefully with uh, more news and something interesting to share so see you soon <laughs>